When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go. We are back. Nicholas Salen, Bobbo, Robert Rude. And not only are we back, we're going to fire the YouTube page back up here once we get everything set. We're back in the regular podcast studio. This field, Fox put in a studio and then they took all the equipment out. I think they said they're sending it to some Fox Major League Baseball guy. They're doing other stuff. But like, we're back in the studio. Do you feel as good as I feel right now? I feel like I'm back home. I mean, oh. when we were out in the hallway... It just didn't feel right. It really didn't feel right at all. It didn't feel right at all. And not only the other reason we're feeling excited is we got some Husker football to to discuss here, which is which is great. I guess okay. So this is going to be kind of like a spring. I wrote down like eleven or twelve spring football thoughts, questions slash things to watch because we're taping this. It's it's Thursday. Spring games on Saturday. On a scale of one to ten. Excitement level for the spring game, one being like you're going to the DMV to renew your license plates, 10 being you're having your first sip of a beer on a Friday in college. Oh, that's a good day. Where are you at? Okay, it's not college. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not tasting a, a cold Coors Light yes. down Main Street, oh. but um, I would say I'm, a, I'm probably about a six today, right? But, you know, I think the, you know, I don't know that I'm I'm super excited, uh, maybe as I was Scott Frost's first spring, right? Um, but the part that is you know intriguing is this is a very very different team, especially offensively. Yes. I mean, it is a different team. That's why I feel like I'm more like a seven, a seven ish, just because. These are all, it feels like a brand new squad. You got brand new coaches. Now we'll get into the fact that we probably won't get a great window into some of the new coaches' impact in a in a setting like this. But I'm fired up. I'm I was surprised. You see the sprint the ticket sales were a little lower. Like they were, I think there was forty six thousand ish ticket sales yeah. have been sold when now last year the ticket the spring game was only twenty thousand or something like that, but that was COVID. Uh the, but years before that, it was like 80,000. 80, like, what do you, I mean, something, I, nothing? I, well, so this is probably why, I, when I say a six, I think they're, one, you know, we've been coming off, we've come off a couple rough seasons. But two, it's like, I think that um, there is excitement in the new players, but it's also like, I think we're kind of banged up where it's like yeah. half of our starters are going to be either not playing or they're going to be so limited. I think people know, like, it's probably not going to be quite as, like, straight up. We're scrimmaging. We're going to see what we got. I think you're going to just see, like, this is just, like, a, a quick walkthrough for the fans. It's going to be a beautiful day, which yeah, helps. helps. It's not yes. going to be one of those rainy spring games, which seems right. to happen every year. But um, it's going to be... Uh, they're going to be careful, I guess I should say. Like they they can't afford an injury anywhere on this team, right? Yeah, now. that's so. You, that was one of the first things I wanted to talk about. 
Well, two, real, let me say this for two real quick. I think the nature of the spring game has changed ever since it's been televised. Yeah. Too. For me, like I'm not going. I'm. I'm. I said I'm like a six or a seven interested in this game, but I'm not going to go to the game. Yeah. I'm going to watch it on TV. You know what I mean? Like, I guess maybe a good way to test myself. If someone said, "Hey, it's not going to be on TV," would I go? I think that changes it big time because I mean. Th- you still like if you if you need your Nebraska football fix, this is the time. Right. Um. I I've got tickets. I'm going. Um. It's gonna be. I think for me, my I usually try to go. But if it's beautiful out like it's gonna be, I'm gonna be there. I think right. my one the difference between a spring game and a regular game is if it's gonna be raining, I probably am not gonna go. But if it's you know a regular season game, I'm probably gonna go even if it kind of is still spring. Right. Right. So I think. Uh, but you brought up the injuries. Like I think one of the big themes of this spring has been, unfortunately, like it seems like a, a lot of injuries, and not just a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries to top dudes. Where I, here's I wrote down. So Thomas Fedoni has some sort of seems like it's a pretty serious injury, which is really concerning because he was like he was going to be arguably outside of Casey Thompson like my number one guy I was excited to watch in this spring. And, I, I, and this is where Nick I don't want to jinx anything. I'm not going to jinx anything, but like I am worried he was our number one recruit guy like I just got this bad feeling like is he going to be one of those guys that, could that just never, never gets to play and you go how? He was the number one tight end in the country, recruit. Yeah. And in the country yeah. He is at like Nebraska has the number one tight end recruit in the country, and he's now had back to back. I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I think it's back to back knee injuries, and I think it's the same knee. And he just gets scared if that's what oh, the deal is. I hope he's not. That's not going to happen with him because, like I said, I was excited about what he was going to do for our yes. our offense. And- but so speaking, of, then it's a bunch of tight ends. It's Volkolek, Volkolek, thick spring off to recharge every single thing. <laughs> Hibernation. In my body. Hibernation, Hibernation time for Volkolek. Don't come out in spring. But but Volkolek's out. Chancellor Bruinton is too busy redoing his Manhattan <laughs> Beach. <laughs> He's on leave. He's up in Nantucket, sailing around the harbor. And he the won't first be weekend of April, I'm always in Nantucket. I so do apologize. I'm the changing the leaves start to to bloom up in northern Maine, and I <laughs> never miss it. But so Brewington, Volkolek, Fedoni, uh, Hickman's banged up. Gabe Irvin, obviously, is still yeah. nursing. Uh, Casey Rogers. Luke Reimer's been, I don't think Luke's going to play probably no. on Saturday. But And then uh, Chubba Purdy's been banged up throughout the spring, too. So yeah. it's like, unfortunately, the first thing I wrote down to talk about, and you read my mind, was like a lot of, there's been a, a lot of injuries and a lot of injuries to top dudes, which I think also adds to like yeah. trying to figure out what this game's going to really look like. But man. And that's why when you say like, are you excited? I, I'm excited to a point like, there's some new guys that I'm sure we're going to talk about here oh, yeah. that are going to be playing. It's exciting, but the base of the team is just in a it's in a weird spot just with injuries where you know that it's going to be a tamed down right. spring game. Right. 
So that so the first thing I wrote down was injuries. The second thing I wrote down, we'll get in like I want to let's talk about Xavier Betts for a second. Because arguably Nebraska's most talented wide receiver. Now I do think Trey Palmer's probably got a bone to pick with that. I'm mean, we're gonna get into Trey Palmer. But Xavier Betts, one of the biggest things that come out of the spring is he's no longer with the team. And it's not a I don't think it's a thing of Nebraska has, you know, Uncle Phil jazzed him yeah. out of Memorial <laughs> Stadium, but uh, he's not on the team. And I'll defer and urge everybody to go listen to Gary and Gary Sharp and Damon Benning talked a lot about this. And Damon is close with, with Xavier Betts. And Damon's in the know with a lot of things with Nebraska football, but obviously he knows Xavier really well. And I got the sense through Damon that Xavier Betts is one of those guys that he doesn't necessarily identify himself as a football player. I don't know yeah. if he loves football. Damon brought up the fact that a lot of his friends aren't football players. And I think one of the problems was the team had spring break in the middle of uh, spring ball. And I think Xavier went home and hung out with all of his non-football people. And I think it was hard for him to then transition back into being like, I mean, listen, it's football sport college sports in general but football more so than maybe any other sport is a hard sport to play if you don't love it and you aren't all in on it and I unfortunately get the sense that he's doesn't love football and isn't all in on football that's hard it's hard to do it I mean it's it makes me sad because you know this is a kid with a he's super talented yes. you know there's just don't in Nebraska there's only so many kids that come out a decade that have that kind of talent and it's not many um and you know like I don't know I don't know about his life but all I know is like it's an opportunity and I just can't imagine like man it's like is there any other way that you're going to get a free college in in life? I know I couldn't do it any other way, and well, and the connections that you are yeah, able to leverage I mean, through being a former Nebraska football player, like it, it's it makes it's, it, it makes a difference. It, it does, and I, I just I feel bad that if if that's something that you know, I mean, like I say it's his life, and he can do whatever he wants. But man, it's like it is an opportunity, and no doubt, and I know it'd be a shame I, to to just you know throw that away because. Your friends aren't into it or something. Right, you or, know? or whatever, like, or you're not into it. But if you don't love it, you don't love it. And I think we've I mean, talked yeah. about that too, where it's like I think one of the misconceptions for a lot of people, a lot of fans, is they think everybody that's on scholarship at the University of Nebraska or at Creighton playing basketball or whatever love the sport they're playing, and that's not necessarily always true. And But usually, I, usually if you don't love it, you usually don't get good enough to be a guy that can get on the field. Well, here's the scary thing is think about – here, here's one thing I was thinking about when all this came out and I was you're know, learning about Xavier's personality a little bit more is think how good he is and he's not even really it doesn't even seem like he's that invested in <laughs> that's what I'm saying like it's I'm shocked that he's not that right because he can play like he's a guy that like when he's out there he's a good player and he can go make plays like and then the other thing I gotta prep I'm, I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna backpat myself and you at the same time with this because and I got to preface it obviously with I hope everything works out for Xavier Betts. I, I whatever he is searching for, whatever. Like you, you yeah. hope the nothing but the best for 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 Xavier Betts. But I'll say this: you and I were pretty consistent throughout the last year or two, 
where a big narrative that would come oh, yeah. from Saturdays is why, how stupid are these coaches that they don't have Xavier Betts on the field every play? I mean, <laughs> come on. How do you not play your best players? It's so stupid. It's like, well, to me, this is probably a little bit of a window into why. Yeah. And I, Nick, I don't think... And we didn't know. I mean, we didn't I, know, but, I, but I, I also think that I don't think it's a coincidence that Mickey Joseph's the coach, and then a couple weeks later, right? If you don't love football, you're not playing for Mickey. Like I, I if I had to make an assumption, that's my assumption that that plays a factor. That Mickey Joseph is a little bit more right, straight up. Like this is how it's going to be, and if you don't like it. Like you can go, and right. I, I wouldn't doubt that that's a part of this. So I guess I'm again, I'm just saying that this is now. There's probably countless other examples that people can throw back at me of like, of of it going the other way. But I think something you and I talked about all the time was like the vast majority of the time I'm going to defer to the coaches on yeah. playing time and who's on the field. Right, like yeah, like they they don't not want to play Xavier. You don't think they, they, want, they to want to play, to play Xavier? Best. But yeah. but you always brought it up. He must not know all that he needs to know, or he must not be doing what he needs to do Monday through Friday to allow you yeah. to feel comfortable to put him out there every down on a Saturday. That's the only explanation because everybody that can that has eyes can see when that dude runs with the ball. Nobody in the team looks like he does. No. So there, we already know that's different. He's different. Right. He's got that sort of talent. But to not be in the field with a team that like can't do things well at that position or can't score points, like there's got to be something kind of extreme going wrong right. Monday through Friday because right. there's no other explanation. That, that, that's right. And I was always surprised at how people just be like, you know what the explanation is? Scott Frost is a moron. He that's can't what it is. It's like. I mean, just play that. Like, I mean, you oh, think you he think sees he wants that to guy play... all week? Of course, he's going to play you that think guy. He wants... You think Scott Frost wants to play Cade Warner over Xavier Betts, or wants to play fill in the blank? Otherwise, like, no. I'll tell you what, when you're a coach and you're like, I guess we're going with uh, we're going with Warner. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's you're come just on. not. You just it just like it probably breaks his heart that he has to yes, do that. But, but but there's a that's a part of it. Yeah, and, like, and if so you don't know the plays or you don't do what you're supposed to do to get on the field. Like, you can't be trusted, so then, like, you can't play him. Right. Or you say, I guess we can only run him these routes That's because it. That's he the doesn't, he's not doing the other stuff right and doesn't care to take the time to do it right. To me, To me, it shows you that they were willing to kind of bend. I think rather than just straight up saying he's not going to play, they were like, well, let's just give him... Give him a carry. Give him a the, carry. Give him an option. Give him a nine rock. Give him a this. Give him a that. So, we like, he's too good to not get on the field, but... We so I, I yeah. just I, I read I when I saw that story I also thought like well that's a window into all the people that were like how do you not have bets on the field it's like well I think this is a window into why so we'll see what happens again I got I got the sense I'm defer I'm I am leaning heavy on Damon with this but I got the sense from Damon that I would say things look bleak that he's he I would think the chances of him wearing a a Husker uniform again are low I think. You know, I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to rule it out, but you know, to me, my guess, like I said, if, when, you, when you don't know, you don't know, and I do not know what the deal is. I do not. So, but if I had to make a a guess that if he were to come back, it would be like he'd have to have a come to Jesus, change a heart, where like he's decided 
he wants to do everything different and he wants to think about football differently. Um, and he's going to try to find the love. Like, I think that could happen, but it's a very small percent. And I think like, yeah, there would have to be, and it would also be not, not like you'd have to get up. Xavier would have to get in front of his teammates and apologize or anything like that. But there'd be a little bit of like, uh, dude, we're in the middle of the grind and you just quit. Yeah, I mean, you you got to earn it back with your team and your coaches at that point. You, gotta, you know, like and the only way would be to be like work hard and be consistent. Right, like, he'd have to do that. for yes. an extended amount of time. So we'll see. And they'd welcome him. He's talented enough. They'll welcome. Oh, they'd him give back. him. I think, I'm not saying that they would. They're the door is they're shutting it and locking it on him. I think you leave that door open. Yeah. For a, because of his talent, because you obviously also want to see a kid. You know, like if you feel like you you want what's best for the player yeah, and the kid, you know, sure. I mean, but, this, and then it's this, also unfortunate. It's another Omaha, you know, it's an Omaha recruit. You want, you know, you need to start having some in-state guys kind of hit. And so, I mean, that's one of the bigger stories that's been in spring ball is, has been, has been that one. So yeah. we'll see what ends up, what, what's happens with that. So things to watch for now. Are you good with Xavier? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we talked about the injuries. That real quick, the format isn't. This isn't going to be like a real game. It's gonna. I get. It's it's offense versus defense. They have so many banged up guys that they can't play. I get the sense they can't play a real sort of like red white. It's going to be offense defense, which I don't really care. I I don't really care about the format as long as it's like we're seeing real football to a certain degree. I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, see, this is where. I guess I'm wired a little differently where it's like, lay it out there. Why don't we make it competitive? Like make it a game. You want to make it as much of a football game as we can make it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I I don't even like the, the goods versus crappies. Like they always do that. Like it's (laughs) like the best versus like, not even the second best, like the, the bot, like, the guys that like aren't second even straight. Like, I'm just like, why don't they make it like a drawing? Like, like if I'm, I would even do something like either you let the captains choose the teams, or you let like, you know, the fans choose, or do do something really exciting where like you get like the best matchups and you get like. Right. I think that is a funner way to do it, and I think that like, I guess injuries, and I get it, like. But I but also can think, you do like, it? can you make it funner? I also think if you are all, I'm not saying you disregard injuries and and all those sorts of things, but I also think like if you are, if that's your guiding light behind everything you're doing, that's not probably a great place to be as well. So I'm, I mean, I'm with you. Like I hope, I guess even within this, hopefully we get good on good. Yeah, no, they won't. But I, oh, I, maybe some. I guess maybe, maybe if it's offense, defense, like why would it not be? Well, maybe if it's good on good, then it's that's not bad. Um, why wouldn't it be? I'm expecting. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. If if it's offense, defense, to me, it's going to be. I would yeah. hope that it's going to be the number one defense versus the number one offense, and in air quotes, number one with all the injuries. But okay, so now that's that's. If that's truly the case, like I didn't hear, I heard that's you know Frost kinda, said that that's what Frost said to, they're they're thinking they're going to have to just do offense versus defense, which I think this is actually going to be right up your alley from the standpoint of it's going to be more good on good. Okay, well that's more competitive. But I don't know. I can't sit here. I know and say that for sure. Now, so I think you do have to balance the like don't get people hurt thing. Um, 
but also like, like what does that even really look like okay they, so the are offense they, goes are they tackling that's right i don't know yet i was gonna i was gonna say remember last year they didn't tackle like the running backs to the ground and every running back was like tell you what ronald Tompkins, oh. barry sanders i mean that's mark you know, like, like if you don't right. tackle the running backs you gotta tackle the running backs. i agree I mean, I'm not saying go tee off on Casey Thompson, but like, don't touch the quarterback. Anthony Grant needs to get tackled. Yeah, we gotta see can can Yant can break Tommy a tackle? Hill, Tommy Gun somebody. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like that's what we need to find out. I mean, I, I get it. Like we're banged up, and they're probably thinking like nobody actually cares about the spring game, who wins or loses. I get that, right? And that's true. But man, it's just, it's hard to not go do something competitive. That's the part right. that I, it gets hard. So I get it. But if you're asking me, what do I want? I want either a competition or some sort of like, you know, format where the fans can get to draw. I think that's kind of. Fun. Did you did you ever feel like the spring? How important did you feel like the spring game was when you played? From the standpoint of like the performance really tipping one, the scales. One did. So my sophomore going into redshirt sophomore year was imp- was really important because I was in a position battle. Like, right. I mean, it legitimately made the, like, it, it made a big difference on going into the fall camp and, you know, you're trying right. to win a spot. And so like, and I remember I started, I didn't get to be on the first team. I was on the, I was on the white in the spring game. Yeah. And they skewed it so bad, but I, you know, I played a ton of that game. I played pretty well. Right. And it helped. Um, but you know, I had a position, a position battle all fall then but you know i remember joe daly got beat out by zach taylor and it right. was it was clear and joe daly was out after that so i mean though that one was important because like it was people were trying to win you know you're trying to win a spot so i think the spring games are only important in places where you got to win a position so right. well i mean this this game right now it's like seems it's, like there's there's a few spots. Yeah. Yeah. I would think it would. Ma- yeah. So I don't know. The more I talk to, the more we talk it through, like the format matters to a point. I'm with you. Like I, I, it really gets to be hard to know what you're looking at when it is the number one offense versus like, you know, bite on double move McGee corner. I, I mean, and that's and what I worry fill about. the run safety and crappy set the edge tight end. You know, like, yeah. you know, then, then so but yeah, but maybe you know, maybe we'll have you know more good more good on good, but maybe they won't tackle as much, which would suck. But I think I still would. Li- I'd rather see. I think I'd rather see like a scrimmage with. <laughs> I just like to see football. Like when you're tagging off, it's not football. To me. It's, I, really I don't totally think it agree. Is. I totally agree. Like then it's just like, well, this isn't even like a scrimmage. It's like practice, and that's the difference. Like it's a scrimmage when you tackle. It's a practice when you tag off. And maybe I'm maybe I I don't feel like I've heard whether or not they're gonna. My guess is they're probably not. If they didn't tackle last year. I bet they're not gonna tackle this year. Which that'd be a big. We bump. have so many injuries though. Like I'm I'm talking out of one side of my mouth and the other side. I'm like, oh yeah, that would. Be, I know it's easy to sit if, there and be if like, we lose any of our these good the good guys that we have, I mean, right? It's like, but at the same time, like you, they've had scrimmages this spring. Like you yeah. got a scrimmage at some point. Like you can't just not tackle ever until I, the game. I, the guys that you can't lose, I would just say don't play. Right. And the ones that the ones that are in a position battles, like, like then you got to go. Play. You're playing and you're tackling, but right. like, yeah, if you're a number one running back, quarterback, I mean, the quarterback's not going to get touched, but the number one receiver, the number one, you know, D lineman that we can't lose, like maybe you don't play. Right. Maybe that's more the answer than just alter it in terms of its structure. Okay. Yeah. Next thing, 
within of what we're going to see. I mean, you got Mark Whipple now. This is his offense, but I would imagine let because <laughs> let it whip. But let it whip. Will he? He probably isn't going to show much, will he? Like, is this going to be all like go to Baskin Robbins and get a vanilla scoop of vanilla in a dish? Vanilla is delicious. I mean, seriously though, because remember when Bob Diaco came and he was implementing his three four, and he didn't play the three four in the spring game. Now, sometimes coaches are paranoid by nature. I feel like coaches are just like at all times looking over their shoulder, thinking someone's going to like steal their stuff but do you think Whipple's we're probably not going to see Scott the Frost, real Whipple. They, they ran that um sort of that you know pistol gun motion stuff that we we'd been doing we did a ton last year ran it all spring spring game we didn't show any of it okay didn't run a play of it and that was a purposeful so I would suspect the same thing's going to happen they're going to maybe they'll line up under sender under Whipple a little bit more They'll do some very basic things, but they won't show anything that's going to be a new wrinkle to their offense. Would be my right. guess. They're going to run the things that sort of maybe we've already shown, like maybe that you know some some of that that motion you know yeah. gun stuff we did last year, triple option, you know whatever they call it. Um, I I would I would say you're going to see that, and not a whole lot of what Whipple's going to be doing. Because there is, I mean, the the element of surprise is one of the things that Nebraska has going for it with everybody. At all, you better believe that Northwestern is really, they're going to comb through the spring game and oh, go, yeah. oh, can we pick up anything on what the hell this offense is going to look like? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna look at our new players. They're going to look at Thompson. I mean, this is their first scouting report. To get, uh, even if it's just not much. So that's the other thing is like, I'm, you know, there's a part of me that's like, all right, Mark Whipple, here we go. Let's see what this looks like. Now, I think you're going to be able to get like a maybe a general sense at times yeah. of maybe how much they want to go under center, how much they don't, what whatever, right? Like, but I don't think this is going to be the full Mark Whipple experience. It's not, and I think intentionally. And I and that makes sense to me. Yeah. Right? I agree. I think so. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that – has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Next guy. I mean, obviously the number one the number one reason I want to watch this game is because of Casey Thompson. Right? Yeah. Would you would you he be number one on your one A by far? Like here, we're yeah. looking at a boys in the hood movie poster right now. <laughs> He's Cuba Gooding. We, we have we have Ice Cube and Cuba. <laughs> Who's Ice Cube though? And then we got Morse Chestnut. Ricky. Ricky. Okay. But I'd say uh so that's I, so that's, Cuba is That's Casey Thompson. That's Anthony Grant. Uh, Trey Palmer. So (laughs) (laughs) 
So for Observer, the podcast <laughs> listeners, just Google Google the Boys in the Hood movie trailer, and you'll see, because it's just three of them leaning against a car. Cuba, Cuba is Casey Thompson. Ice Cube is Anthony Grant. Grant. And Trey Palmer's Morris Chestnut. Yeah, that's who we're here to see. That's yes. the movie we're going to. No question. No question. So, uh, But nevertheless, Cuba is Casey Thompson. Yeah, like, I am excited about... I'm not going to make grand... I mean, we might... You and I might do a recap and just be Kool-Aid chugging. But, like, I want to see what Casey Thompson... I have no real great sense of, like... His arm, what it looks like, how he yeah. moves. Also, you know, you watch clips and you've watched him on te- Texas a little bit, but like, it, you want to see it in Memorial Stadium yeah. at Nebraska. What does he look like moving behind a Nebraska offensive line? What does he What does he look like throwing to Nebraska receivers? Right, that is going to be the exciting thing for me. It's just watching him move, watching him throw, watching him orchestrate. Uh, you know, like, does he look comfortable in this new offense? This is right. new to him, right? So. Um, that is, that's going to be the story. I mean, that he's, I mean, we're going to go as far as he's going to take us. So right. at this point, like he's kind of like, because he feels now, now granted Chuba's been a little banged up, but you listen to Whipple talk and it sounds like whip. I mean, Whipple's basically like he has said, Casey's the guy yeah. and it sounds like he is the guy. Now Frost is saying, we're not ready to name a starter. We'll name a starter or whatever. But yes, I do think that they're. I think everybody should be excited to go just get a just that general sense, that general feel you get from a guy, his arm, his feel, his poise, how he moves, all those kinds of things. Well, and I think Casey Thompson really has he's kept Nebraska more relevant and I guess even to the fans and in my own mind like more um my expectations of our team are higher because he came. He gives you some hope. There's no question. I, I would be really uncertain about what we would be w- without him. Not that Smothers and... Um, hands off my hiney. Hands off my hiney or that Purdy aren't going to be good players. I just feel like the depth now with him and Purdy that we have that position gives me so much more confidence knowing that, like, one, like... like there's a good chance you're going to have more than one quarterback's going to play next year. Um, and so now we have a, the, the, the option between four guys instead of two. And so to me, it's like, you're going to, you're going to have some, you're going to have somebody better than you would have without him. you know? Right, so right. Um, I just, I feel like I feel lucky we have him, and I'm excited to see him. So I'm excited to see Casey Thompson. And then they're also, I mean, I'm always quarterbacks are the easiest to digest and watch and all that. So like, I'll be excited to see Smothers hands off my hiney. I think Richard, Richard Torres is going to be out there doing his thing for that chicken wing. Uh, But no Chubba. I wanted to see Chubba. It's unfortunate that I I don't think he's playing, right? I don't think Chubba's going to play. So so there. So Casey Thompson on the list, as you must have read my mind, as we work our way through the Boys in the Hood movie poster. The next next thing I wrote down was the new running backs that I was excited to see, and in particular, Anthony Grant, the junior college dude. It sounds like he is the guy that is going to be the guy. And, That's you know, right. they, yeah. they're not saying that. And right. with running backs, we haven't found a guy in years. But I see him uh, – I saw just his, his Juco his Juco tape. I really haven't got to see him move in a scrimmage. I haven't got to do a practice this year, so right. I haven't seen I'm it. So, I have no uh, – I haven't even Googled tape. Okay. Like, a part of me wanted to go into this game, and, like, I have no feel yeah. for him at all. And just go into it, blind date – 
he sits down at the table and I'm like, wow, yeah, this is great. <laughs> it's nice know? to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, Anthony Grant. But I can't wait to see, because I'm with you. You read between the tea leaves of what people have said. It sounds like he has kind of been the most impressive running back. Now, granted, Gabe Irvin's banged up. Uh, I think Jacquez Yant came in at weight, which is good. And we'll see what maybe he yeah. looks like. Uh, Marquis Stepp, Ramir Johnson still is going to be a factor in all this thing. Uh, but I, I'm, I think people feel like Grant's going to be the dude. I want to see what it, I want to see if he yeah. looks like a player. Well, I think to me, it's like if he's got it, he's got the ability to be the guy. Um, then Yacht and Ramir and Gabe, they they look better in the sense of like then they are complementary running backs, right? And their roles are way smaller, and maybe they could do those roles well, better. And, and in my mind, to help, tell me if I'm wrong. Like if I if Grant is who what we all hope he is. He can be your every down dude, you know, your your yeah. bell cow. And then when you have Jacquez Yant and Ramir Johnson, not to totally stereotype it, but you got a big back and a smaller well, back. Exactly. You got your short yardage guy. And then you got your maybe third down pass catching yeah. pass blocker. Like Ramir was good at those things. Ramir caught the ball pretty well yes. last year. And that's the part where I go, okay, I see that role. I mean, just between the tackles, though, he was limited. And, right. you know, he's just not a big guy, but no. he's fast. He he got better as the year went on, but he's still like I don't never I never saw like he's your guy. Like I never saw bell cow out of him. Like you can't just hand the ball to him all no. day and win. And that's where like I think if this guy can be that guy, Yant and Ramir are complementary guys. I don't see either of them being and that, like I just don't think Yant can take well, and I th- and I think we've seen that Ramir is not that. Like Ramir no. Ramir had the chance to be that and it just didn't. He got hurt. He, pretty he got quick. hurt. Yeah. But but Ramirez, we saw in the Michigan game and all that stuff, like he's a pretty good pass catcher out of the backfield. Yeah. And he may be a little dude, but like he'll go pick up a blitz. Like he's not bad at that stuff. He can do the third down stuff. He showed against a good team against Michigan who made it, you know, the whole way. Like he could make big plays against yes. them. So that's good enough. You've been right. you showed you can do it in the highest right. level. Right. But he's never shown he can be the bell cow. Right. Uh then the next guy working to Trey Palmer. I mean, this is a dude, you got to think, this is a former five-star. Yeah. LSU transfer. So I bet there's already like, I bet Mickey had a conversation with him. Like you need to make sure, like he knows Mickey, Mickey knows him. You need to go almost like, I'm not saying Trey was necessarily the leader in that wide receiver room, but I think he probably has the best relationship with Mickey, which lends itself to being on the same page with your position coach, which is good. But you know, you heard the did you hear the anecdote from Frost that they were working on two minute offense? Yeah, I did. And and Trey Palmer said, just throw me a deep ball and I'll end this thing. Yeah. And two plays later that later they threw a deep ball and he ended the thing. I like playing with people that are like that. Yes. And I do I like I I trust people that have instincts to just want to like right. put it on me, give, give me the, like, give me the ball. Like All that's a thing. mindset versus somebody who's scared. I always want the person that's maybe even overconfident. I and, like that. And hopefully, because you know, you watch, especially you watch the Rose Bowl, you watch Ohio State in Lincoln. Like the guys like Smith and Jigba and Olave. Like Nebraska needs some of those guys, dude. This is a guy that can run. I mean. Where it's too bad Betts isn't out there because then you know we have a field full of dudes right. that can run, but this guy can run. Um, he's a it, slot guy, right? I think Palmer's uh, a slot guy, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Um, maybe they'll try to like you know 
kind of like Torre was. Uh, they'll probably move our whoever is our best receiver. They'll probably move him around the field. Um, but it sounds like he's got a, a lot of personality, which I think Frost really liked. That he's a guy that comes in and he's he's a talking. He's making it. You know, he's in phase one. I think he's one of those infectious guys, which a team needs those guys. You know, well, even and I know it's practice, but even I love the little anecdote of like two minute drill. He wants the ball and wants to go in the game. Like him coming from LSU, he doesn't he he doesn't have to bear the cross of all of the past yeah. shortcomings in big moments. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he doesn't give a crap about that. He doesn't care that they weren't able to do a two minute drill at Oklahoma, yeah. the worst two minute drill of all time, where they like went backwards at some point. But uh, you know, so and then the other thing with Trey Palmer is a, he's a he's a returner as well. Yeah. I can't wait to see because you can see if I mean you don't got to like you watch Alave move you watch those guys like you go okay that's okay so the, but here's, so without without Palmer I mean with Palmer but without Betts you basically now you have you have Palmer you got Manning you got you, Oliver Martin Wyatt Lever is the coldest here yet the coldest I don't think is I don't here. think I've heard anything about the coldest um let's see here we've got. Um, Brody the, Belt. I, Brody, Brody Belt has Belt. actually made there, like there's been some sneaky Brody Belt noise <laughs> coming out of. <laughs> we got some Brody He's Belt. Got, there's some coming. Brody Belt buzz. There was a little because I think. Oh, the I haven't heard much about the kid from New Mexico, the uh, Isaiah Garcia. Yeah, Castan. Yeah, Castaneda. George Costanza. George Costanza. Oh, Alante Brown. Alante, I th- there's been some good things we you've heard about Alante Brown that that he's had a good spring. Yeah, and I think that's where, um, I I think who's going to be the number two guy is going to be really important because I think you know if people can get healthy next year, keep your fingers crossed. Vocalek's going to be Vocalek. He's going to. Come out of I Volkalek. I come out of big cave. <laughs> of I big... come out of cave. I am rested and ready to play. Okay, and with the whole thing going, do we feel like Volkalek is Russian or Ukrainian? He, we have. I think <laughs> <Is> he's Ukrainian. <laughs> Let's go with Ukrainian. Yeah, we're, but we're... I, I, he has totally morphed into that. I don't know how that has happened. He is uh, Eastern European. Yes, we'll there that. we go. There we uh, go. But, but yeah, uh, there, no, there's. You I mean, you think about who's, their... who's going to be number two, because that's going to be the big thing is like we need a number two so you can have the one, two and the tight end. And then it's sort of like, OK, I mean, because I mean, have three. think about it I mean, between Austin Allen and Teray, that's a lot of pass. That's a lot of receptions and production going out the door. We threw to Torrey a lot. Yes, we threw to him all like if you look, we moved around the field and we threw to him like every and the most automatic play in the final four or five games of the season was the little pop pass to Austin Allen. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, there's so obviously Trey Palmer is the guy to watch, but there's other guy you want to see Manning, you want to see Brown, you want to see, uh, you know, Oliver Martin came back from Chimney Rock after his excursion out there. <laughs> he, what he did, he like, was on the milk carton. He's like, you went on the milk carton. He's now back. Uh, there was some Brody belt buzz. Can that get can can that get backed up in the spring game? Yeah, that I think. The the yeah the the big thing with those receivers is who's gonna separate right because I feel like man we had like we just had a bunch of dudes with Torre last year right like right you know Manning had his moments but it was also like I didn't think he was out there all the time either 
Um, but man, it's like if you could get Palmer, Manning, and like one other, like if it's Betts or if it's, I mean, if it's uh, Brody Belt or Alante Brown, somebody to be that third guy. I mean, gosh, man, it's like the confidence in that offense goes way up. Way high. But if we got one guy, let's say if it's Palmer, which I don't even know if he's the guy, but let's say if it is just one, it's like, think back to when we just had Wandale. It was like, you can just stifle on a team that's got just one guy. Totally. So to be, I mean, obviously Trey Palmer is the guy I wrote down, but there are other dudes that I want to see. But Trey, I just want to see how he, you know, just how he moves, how fast he is, what his style is like, how big of a guy. Because he's not, is he that big of a dude? I don't think he's listed as a, I mean, ahead his. I think he's a skinny guy. I think he's not like, let's see. He here. looks like he's kind of, he's. Six six one one ninety. Yeah, so I mean he's he's built for speed. He's not a big guy. Oh, at all. I can't wait. I'm all yeah. in on Trey Palmer. I'm all in on it. Okay, next guys I wrote down were and I wonder what this will look like with seeing the punters, the punters and the kickers because we have all new specialists. Yeah. Uh, I want to see what that looks like because I heard and I'll ask you this because I I heard a great question on the radio. Uh, I can't remember who who asked this question, but I'll ask you this: which unit? Obviously, it all's got to get better. But if you had to pick one specific unit within the special teams that is most important to improve for next year, what is it? Field goal, you know, kick, kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return, or just making your field your field goal kickers. Um, I think if you would have looked at the last couple of years, the field goal kicking wins us and loses us most of. The game, so I think field goal kicking probably goes one, uh, and we had a rare, we've had a really rare, horrible punt moments too. Like, <laughs> like some of the worst punt moments in college football history have happened all in like the same like two year span. Like three or four like of those three yard punts that would go offside your foot, and then the I'm shank. Laughing. I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's not funny. But yeah, it's been like they've been. It's been unbelievable. Like you go to Blockbuster Video and you find the sports bloopers, like top sports bloopers. Nebraska's punters showed up on a lot of sports bloopers in Blockbuster Video, which which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's really bad. I actually I was uh, I I didn't I don't know I didn't tell you I I I went and I went down to the stadium and and uh, just walked weird. around and talked. Remember I saw Coach Bush talked to Coach Bush for oh, a yeah, while yeah. And, he, okay. and he says yeah punters kickers very improved so okay well that's yeah. okay that's good to hear that's good yeah. to hear so i think he i think he's very uh he's he's feeling so you'd go field better. goal kicking and punt team field goal kicking and punt team punter that's like what, yeah. consistency punt, that's what yeah those are the I two think the obvious thing because it's literally resulting in points it's you want to put just field goal kicker like that is number one if we're yes. ranking things of like what we want to improve but you know me because every Husker Classic recap, I want to give the unsung hero to whoever the punter is. You but love I love it makes a difference, man. Like I, know. I and but what's hard is then what what we would be putting third is like I'm not so sure my favorite thing to watch in football isn't a good punt returner. I yes. love watching great punt returners. I mean, and our- Nebraska's gotten. There's zero production. There's the Grand Canyon, and then there's Nebraska's oh. production at punt returner over the last couple of years. I wouldn't put our kick return game oh, far horrific. behind, though. Every That's time the part. They bring it out. It's like this ain't getting past the, the, the seventeen. But the Cam Taylor Britt, the Cam Taylor Britt start the season out at, at Illinois. 
muff was that was why punt return team goes over kick return team is because of that one play. It takes it over the top is the third. So I would go, I, but problem is they've gotten house called a couple kickoff returns too, which is Very unfortunate. True. But I would Very go, true. I would go field goal kicking one, punt, punter, punt team two, punt return three. You want to go kickoff or kickoff return? I think kickoffs Let's more go important, kickoff. but kickoff return has been bad. So like we we have been especially bad at that. I mean, there's no positives. But, but I think but I think you can survive if you just if you just touch back every kickoff. Agreed. You are you are agreed. It's so let's go kickoff and then kickoff return. Yeah, kickoff return can lose you games and cost you like yeah. huge blows to your season. Wisconsin, right? It was a fir- was it their first Wisconsin, first play of the game? Yeah. They yeah, they house that kick. feels like two years ago, but my God, yeah, that was that I mean, was the geez, first. Jeez, Louisiana. Yeah, I was, uh, at, I was at a friend's. I was at Chris's house, and uh, <laughs> I can't. Everybody just got there. I mean, would you say that the like the like, moon right, in the go. house goes from a hundred uh, to just like dreadful? Because Iowa's house called a kickoff. Yeah, they've blocked the. I mean, Iowa's done like they've uh, done everything imaginable. If there's a bingo on what to do to Nebraska special teams, they have done it all. Um, so the, the it'll be fun to see what those guys kind of look like. Yeah. Um, and then the last the the last two are kind of together. But like I think one of the big storylines that has also developed out of spring along the same lines of the injuries is the defensive line, I think, has become almost the biggest question mark on the team where – I think it was Ty Robinson was talking to the media and said they've only really had seven guys available during the spring. Um, they're likely probably going to bring in a, port, a transfer portal guy or two on the D-line. I think they got a TCU. The TCU pass rushers on an official visit yeah. this weekend, along with Little Rayola, the quarterback as well. Yeah. So hopefully those guys like what they see. Um, but certainly the defense, I wrote down defensive line. Just be, I don't know, really know even know what I'm looking at, but I think it's Bears just like throwing out that like – that group feels like it's it's risen to a big question mark with the team right now. I think I'm more nervous about our interior defensive linemen than I am maybe even offensive linemen. Right. Like, I'm talking like you got Ty, who's solid, uh, Casey Rogers, who would be the next guy, but he's hurt a lot. Then you got the polar bear. Polar bear Nash is young, and, I, like, you know, we don't know what he is. He's, he can lift a lot of weights, but can he play football? We don't know. And then you after that it's like there are a bunch of young guys that have that are very raw, very unproven. So like, man, like I, I think that's part of the reason they're switching to this four three is just because then the interior guys, it's you know, instead of having three you know, two deep at three positions, you only have to have two deep at two. Right. And then, then you have these outside guys that are kind of, you know, a little bit easier to to find. Because Along because uh, to combine the other thing along with that is there's been a lot of positive talk about that the offensive line has had a good spring and yeah. you wonder okay the the pessimistic like cynical part of your brain goes okay is the offensive line having a good spring because the defensive line has become a big question mark I don't know uh, but there's been a lot of talk that there's it'll be interesting to see on Saturday if there's a if there's a like discernible difference in the way they're firing off the ball yeah. and way it because Scott Frost has kind of said that they're they're really popping off the ball yeah uh hopefully you don't start the game 
with back-to-back. What was it at Oklahoma? They started with back-to-back false starts. Oh God, yeah. I mean, it's we found a way. We found a way last year. Oh, it's like every time I think back to like, oh yeah, we did those things, didn't we? Oh, man. But so O line, I mean, you're 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 a t- you're replacing uh, O'Doyle. Be interested to see who's Doyle's. who's who's O'Doyle in, in at center. You don't have Teddy Prohaska still. Don't have Cochran. Don't have Prohaska, and they are arguably our two right. most talented guys. But um, in a way, like maybe it's good though that like the offensive line without those two guys has to kind of like figure get out. a lot of reps, figure it out because that will help with depth when those guys come back. I mean, Teddy's Teddy's the guy they're the most excited about. Teddy's the yes. guy that's you know he's huge. He's six nine. He's got the pro potential. Um, it sucks he got injured right when he was kind of getting his, his feet wet. Um, but he should be back. Um, and Corcoran, the same way, I think he's he's got potential if he could ever kind of get fully healthy, I think. But, uh, you know, we got to get the, those interior guys. I think they got to develop here, and this is, this is the time. So I wrote down, we already went through it, but I wrote down the, just to recap the new players we're excited to see or just players we're excited to watch. We got Casey Thompson, Anthony Grant, Trey Palmer. Would that be your top three? Yes. For the Arizona State corner, Tommy Hill? Yes, because he has been by far the most talked about defensive back. And that's right. the defensive back. It's yeah, been very, question marks there. There's question marks. It's it's all kind of, quote, unquote, open. I think Quentin Newsom's got a spot. But I, I think the rest of it is probably Quentin Newsom and Miles Farmer most likely. But... Those other two spots, I don't know, and I think this Tommy Hill has actual playmaking ability. Right, like he's a guy that goes out and does things. So that's what I'm excited about. Is we got one of those guys. Anybody else you'd add? It can be returning guys too. So I mean, do I mean think last year we're so excited to get our first look at Omar Manning, uh, but I mean I feel like you kind of know what you got with him. I'm not sure who else I would really throw. I'm, I'm always excited to see every quarterback and every running back. Yeah. Like, I, I know that's a lame, like, I, I am legitimately excited to see what Smothers looks like, what Heinrich Harburg looks like, what Richard Torres looks like, and then what Ramir Johnson and, I mean, Marquis Stepp was a guy that people thought was going to be the starter. Yeah, some it's one of those running backs will be leaving after the spring. You would assume so. I think the writing will be on the wall for somebody would be my guess. But that seems like that's but, about, I mean, is there yeah, any I, other, I, and I think that it seems all, like they're all Nick, offensive guys. Yeah. The defensive backs though. I think like between Marcus Buford, uh, Noah, Pola Gates, um, the singleton. Yeah. Right. So he's the other guy that is, you know, there, there's that one safety spot that is wide open. And then the one farmers kind of has the, the advantage on, but between like, Three or four of these, um, these DBs. Like, I want to see who's who's got it and who doesn't. So I'm actually going to be watching the DBs. The linebackers got the they're locked down. Uh, even Nelson and uh, Caleb Tanner. Tanner, they got the spots. But the backups will be fun to see with them. I think Gunnerson and Jamari Butler. I think are like they're more t- potential upside right. guys. So it's it'll be fun to see if they have developed at all. Um, any of the backup D linemen have they developed at all? I mean, I think I we know what we got the the front seven starters. We know what we got. Those guys are like they've been around for years. We know what we got right the back end and the backups on defense. That's what you should be watching for. Hopefully, they play a lot. 
Hopefully they're tackling and they're tackling those running backs and receivers. I'm going to be really bummed out. I'm going to be really, really bummed out if they're not tackling the running backs. That'd be a shame. Because it's just, it becomes impossible to get a sense of what you're looking at. Yeah, you got it. Both ways. Not only, I mean, with tackling, with with the running backs, like it just becomes impossible. Yeah, because like if you don't, it's, it's two parts too, like, you can like you just don't know if like you'd have actually made the play. Like, can you have actually broken that tackle, or would you have actually made the tackle as a exactly defender? both ways? You go up to him and like you don't break down right, or he shimmies and you. Oh yeah, I touched him, but like, well, what if you were kind of out of body position and it was an arm tackle? Or you're gonna right come in it? and do the whole you know throw your shoulder at a guy and, and, not, and he bounces yeah. off. Like, you gotta tackle, man. You gotta <sighs> tackle. I hope they tackle. I hope they just play who's safe to play and tackle. Because that's the. I don't know. Because I'm with you. Like, I would almost rather say, like, sit all the guys that you're worried about getting hurt and then play football with everybody else. Yeah, you can't. If you, a guy that you can't lose, don't play him then. But, like, I just think it's dumb to it's dumb to bring 40,000 people in to, to touch off. It's dumb. Because right. it was a bummer last year when it was – it made it really hard to even just know what you're looking at. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. I guess we'll leave it at that because we got – I mean, we got to leave some some – some meat on the bone for when we're recapping the actual spring game. Yeah. But I feel like that's a good table set appetizer for people as they sit down to, to watch this thing. Yeah. You're going to watch, you're watching the big three in offense, the guys that touch the ball, right? That's, that's yeah. huge. And then from there, it's going to be mostly like, okay, how do they organize it? And then what are we doing on the, the back end of the defense? What are we doing with our backups? That's really what you're going to be seeing. Right. 100%. Okay, well, we'll wrap it up there, and we'll be back for a little spring game recap as well, as we just – it's going to be sponsored by Kool-Aid. They don't know they're sponsoring it. Oh, That'd be pretty did. great if every year that we got, like, Kool-Aid legitimately sponsored Kool-Aid our... was invented in Nebraska. See? That's something I didn't know till how, recently. How about that? That's pretty cool. It makes sense. We'll be chugging. I can't wait to figure out who, when we are sitting to recap it, which – which, I gotta, bo- which boy you, in the hood? Which, which, which guy on the movie posters, Kool-Aid, are we chugging the most? I'm, I'm, yeah. One of them is a guarantee. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to go into it wanting to chug that's, some kind of But Kool-Aid. that's part of the Nebraska, Nebraska tradition is you do chug the Kool-Aid. And this right. is, this is the kickoff, the and Kool-Aid that's kind of my fun, like a, the fun part. Of, like I get it. Spring games, it's a practice, blah, blah, blah. You can, you can be cynical and hate on it if you want, but it's kind of fun to go into something and just like. Just get ready to just glass half full, optimistic, chug the Kool-Aid. I think it's one of our superpowers as like Nebraska fans. Right. Like we don't like we've proven for 20 years like we don't get discouraged. We keep going. Yes. That's <laughs> it's right. Kind of amazing. That's it's right. kind of amazing. It is kind of amazing. So I can't wait. So I look forward to chugging Kool-Aid with you after, uh, after this spring. Okay. I'll see you in a couple of days. All right. Kool-Aid. Ahura Media Production.